Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 1057 Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan here on this Monday. Orioles split squad in it today. Tampa and Atlanta. Gave you the lineups last segment. Do it again later before the one o'clock pitches in two different destinations. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass. Orioles are 2 0. You want to count them wins, and yes, you can. You can battle on exhibition baseball. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. But then again, we all like to use a couple extra bucks in the pocket there. But here to talk about the Orioles, what we've seen through two games, what we might be looking forward to over the next five weeks or so from the Baltimore Banner. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show, John Mioli. John, what's happening, buddy? Not much. Good morning. How's everything up there? Everything is awesome. Matter of fact, it's not, not a bad day weather-wise here in the Charm City. But let's talk about Cole Irvin yesterday as he had himself a pretty strong game. We know he dropped a few LBs. The workout regimen was uh, intense. He's been doing more lifting. And I guess we saw it with that velo a little bit yesterday. So it's only two innings, one performance. We know about Braddish. We know about Means. But the in- the importance level of Cole Irvin now sits at a what to you right now? Oh, he's very important at this point. And, and, and I think that, you know, the experience he had last year, you know, coming in, not pitching super well from the jump and, you know, his season never really getting back on track the way that he wanted to. It seems like it was really motivating. Um, you know, I, after the game, we talked to James McCann about it as well. You know, every pitcher comes in with new pitches and different this and better that. And, 
you know, McCann mentioned the only way to tell if they worked or not is, is based on how the hitters react. And he said the hitters were reacting pretty uncomfortably to Cole Irvin. If he can be, you know, a, a more solid back end rotation piece, and, you know, as a floor, I think that changes a lot of how the Orioles enter the season in terms of how they're thinking about their rotation stacking up and who they expect to be in it, stuff like that. So it was, you know, it's one outing. A lot of guys come in, this is as strong and as healthy they're going to be. And, and some, you know, velocity can regress to a mean, but you know, after one start, you're not going to, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to be very disappointed with what, where Cole Irvin is right now. Now, Tyler Wells, he's going to start in a couple of days here and great first half. Not so much in the second half to the point where he actually was uh, sent back to the minors and then came back and was an asset in the bullpen. What happened to him in the second half of the season in 23? Not to reflect on that sort of thing too much, but he went from, what, the lowest whip in the American League as a starting pitcher to being in the minors and now coming back into this rotation sort of set up by circumstance. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I think I think that it was probably a pretty humbling experience. You know, he – he straight up wore out a little bit last year. You know, it happens, but, but you're not talking about, you know, reinstalling somebody into the rotation who you don't know if they could do it or not. Like by all means he can, he did it really well. He, there's, there's a universe and probably pretty close to the one we live in where he was an all-star last year. Um, so, so, you know, you, you take what happened, you know, in the second half seriously, but also, you know, you take what happened in the first half seriously. And I think that, I, I think that there's a real opportunity for him to remain in the rotation, especially now with uh, the Kyle Bradish injury and, and and how things have shaken out with with those kinds of things. And I think that I think that it's going to be really fascinating to see how well he takes it. Um, you know, my gut tells me that based on you know how he can be when he's at his best, it could go pretty well this spring for him. Now, uh, Craig Kimbrell yesterday shot it down himself, five pitchers short of his limit in the bullpens. It was a quad. You know, guys like me don't have muscles anymore, John, so I don't even know what a quad is at this point in time. But nothing to see here. Please disperse with Craig Kimball because that's the last thing I'm assuming they could use right now. Yeah, definitely want Craig Kimball to be healthy. Um, you know, he downplayed it when he was talking to reporters. Um, everyone was kind of there and saw it on Saturday but didn't know if what they were seeing was, was a big deal. By all um, my understanding, as, as I was leaving the – the complex to come to the airport today was that he's still throwing his scheduled sim game today. So you wouldn't be doing that if there was even like a half ounce of concern at this stage in camp. So the fact that he is, the fact that he is going on with his scheduled work, I think speaks well to, you know, whatever was he was dealing with this weekend, not being super, a super major thing. And, and, you know, he, he has big shoes to fill and, and behind if they had to fill, you know, Craig Kimbrell's shoes as well, who knows what we're dealing with here. John Mioli, Baltimore Banner, joining us here. Vidian Haney, 1057 The Fan. The two guys starting today in the split squad, Cade Povich, left-hander, Seth Johnson, right-hander, coming back from Tommy John, a little more than a year removed, I guess. From that, give our audience an assessment of the two guys. Not going to be here on March 28th, we don't think, but who's most likely maybe to throw baseball in anger for the Orioles this season? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say Cade Povich, even though Seth Johnson's on the roster, he's very, very inexperienced relative to, to somebody else in that position because of his injury history and, and, you know, relative inexperienced pitching. He only converted, you know, his draft year, basically. So when you're talking about him, you're talking about, you know, a very athletic right-hander, runs the ball up into the mid-90s with a couple of good secondary pitches, really just trying to get him as much experience as the Orioles possibly can. Um and then Cade Povich is a, 
you know, a really talented left-hander with a pretty wide pitch mix who's trying his best to um, to make this team. He he got his feet under him a good bit in AAA yesterday, last year and was really, um, you know, is, is really somebody the organization is very high on. Hey, John, with um, Enrique Bradfield, with that infield single that he had, the grounder to short, how fast did he look and then stealing the base too? Is he a natural base stealer? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's so it's so impressive how how he how he moves on the field, you know, and and talking to people in the off season about him as he, they were getting ready for his first full season, you know, they're they're so impressed with how he runs and how he plays center field, you know. If if there's if there's any kind of ability to impact the baseball and put it in the air, um, we're talking about a player who can make a tremendous impact, you know. And and you know, these are the types of glimpses I think there's going to be all spring, honestly, from him. He's a guy who he's a guy who is probably going to get a lot of reps in those late innings. Um, out, out in the outfield, and if he gets on base, he's going to steal the next one. I think it's pretty guaranteed. Now, Bauman, you know, um, in the Boston game, he, he had a, a good inning, and Ben was talking about that he wore out last year, you know, because at the beginning of the year they had to use him so much, but uh, he looked good. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that was an impressive inning, and I think that I think that a lot of what the Orioles did in terms of some of the recent waiver claims, their minor league free agent pitching signings, to you know, all those depth arms, like I think they're going to be in a better spot of giving guys like Mike Bauman, Brian Baker, Danny Coulomb, um, and on down the line, a little bit of a break because those guys, you know, there weren't really alternatives. So when they're going well, you ride them, and when they weren't going well, unfortunately, the Orioles had to had to keep these guys up there and 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 kind of have them power through it at the major league level in a way that you know, isn't probably conducive to them being at their best for, for a long season. So, so I, I, you know, it's a great learning experience for Mike, who's pretty, still pretty new to the bullpen, honestly. And, um, and I think that he's probably going to come back. He's going to come back having learned from that and be able to grind it out deeper into the season. John Mioli, what's happening at the Baltimore banner now that spring training games have started? Gosh, so much. Danielle Allen, Suck and Andy Kosker are going to be down here uh, for, for the duration. I might rejoin them later in the month. We'll talk with the, my household operations department about that, but I wrote I wrote this morning about uh, you know an enduring question that I've always had: whether Ryan Mountcastle is an older guy or a younger guy, uh, and the results in the Orioles clubhouse are fascinating. <laughs> well, compared to me and Vinny, he's a really young guy. You know what I'm saying? By the way, looking at this Braves lineup, they're pretty damn good. But I'm just stating the obvious. He's John Mioli, Baltimore Banner. John, appreciate the time as always. We'll catch up with you soon. All right, thanks a lot. We'll talk soon. All right, John. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. We'll come back. It's the whip around what happened in the world of sports last night. Some pretty cool stuff happened historically, too. We'll get into all of that and more. And then evil John Harbaugh. This is your chance to talk to the Ravens head coach. It's played by Vinny Serrato. Coming up at 11.30. Got a funhouse trip. Nolan McGraw, 11.45. And then news from the nest coming up at noon. The NFL Combine starts this week. Hey, T. Higgins, tag your it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cincinnati. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Hades, 1057 The Fan here on this Monday. It's the whip around. You want to get in, you can at 4-5-8-3-1057. Going to pay a visit to Evil. John Harbaugh is played by Vinny Serrato. If you were interviewing John Harbaugh tomorrow in Indianapolis, what questions would you ask? Well, you can ask him today. So get in here at 410-583-1057. We just talked about this with John Mioli. Orioles split squad in it against the Braves and the Rays. Games start in the 1 o'clock hour. We'll keep you up to date on the scores during the final hour of the show. The Turf beat Rutgers yesterday, 63-46. to Julian Reeves, 20. Jordan Geronimo, double-double. Jameer Young had 12. Terps will be hosting Northwestern on Wednesday night, which you can hear it on the fan. We'll talk more about this with Jeff Ehrman coming up at 1230. Look, these are the two worst offensive teams in the Big Ten. Maryland, listen to this. If you missed the game or you didn't hear it on the fan, shot 41% from the field, 31% from beyond the arc, 62% 62% from the free throw line and turned it over 14 times and won by 17 points. So how bad is Rutgers? They had 18 at halftime. But then again, they beat Maryland at College Park, so can't pop off too much. But anyway, Maryland's got three regular season games left where they will play in the Big Ten tournament, which is in Minnesota this year. Remains to be seen, so stay tuned for that. Speaking of the Big Ten, a little college basketball fun for you. Purdue, number three in the country, beat Michigan 84-76 last night. Zach Eady, 35-15 and 15 there. Let's see. Nebraska beat Minnesota 73-55. to 55. How about that? The mayor. The mayor getting it done, baby. Ohio State beat Michigan State 60-57. to 57, uh, uh, Top 25. Hey, Rick Pitino, ragging on your players, I guess, worked out for you after all. Yeah. As they beat number 15, Creighton, 80-66. Creighton's coming off a blow-off, blowout win against UConn. Number one in the country, the zany college basketball stuff. As March Madness is literally a couple weeks away. Let's see. Locally, it was Navy, 76-66 over Holy Cross. And then Boston, you beat Loyola, 82 to 79 in the NBA last night. The Wizards blow a big, well, they didn't blow a big lead, but they blew a lead late against the Cavaliers and lose 114-105. Jordan Poole now coming off the bench. He had 31. Hey, out west last night, battle of uh, interesting West Conference, Western Conference teams, Sacramento and the Clips. And how about old Red Velvet doing some damage? Omos now with his eighth rebound. Here's Herder. Red Velvet. A little skip to my Lou action. Count it. 
Red Velvet. That's NBC Sports California on the call. Kevin Herter pumping in 15 with three boards, two assists. Aaron Fox at 33 to lead the way. But Demonis Sabonis, eh, triple-double. Another day at the office for him. Sacramento, 123-107. Over the Clippers, it was Indiana, 133-111 over Dallas in front of the Harbaugh's. Jalen Smith, Maryland, Baltimore, Mount St. Joe, who just won the uh, Catholic League, I think, again. I don't even know if it's still called the Catholic League, but you get it. 2.6 boards to assist. Miles Turner led the way there with 33. Atlanta going to be without Trey Young for a month as he's got a torn ligament there in his finger. 109.92 over Orlando. Bruno Fernando, former Terp, at seven points. A board for assists there. Oklahoma City, they beat Houston 123-110. to Aaron Wiggins, Maryland, had two rebounds, a steal and a block shot. Cam Whitmore, Baltimore, Villanova. Archbishop Spalding, he had 12 points. Three boards there. Nolan's favorite player, Shea Gilgis Alexander, had 36. Uh, I'm guessing this guy better be in the MVP conversation. Plays for one of the best teams in the league. He's the best player on one of the best teams in the league. Usually, you start connecting those dots. You get that sort of potential result on the ice tonight. Capitals are hosting the Senators. Caps, tough overtime loss Saturday against Florida. Still 26-21-9. They're chasing, though, man. They're eight points out of that last wild card. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, Bob, um, because the two wild card teams are from the other part of the division, Detroit and Tampa, the Caps are only six points behind Philly for the third spot. You know, so they're six points behind, and Philly's played two more games than them. They got to win. I mean, they, they play tonight, and then tomorrow is Detroit, and Detroit is in the wild card spot, and then Friday they play Philly. I mean, after Friday, Bob, if they lose them all or if, if they can win them all, then the trade deadline's coming up on the 8th. If, if they have a bad week, they're going to be sellers. If they have a great week, maybe they add a piece, you know, depending on how long Oshie's going to be out. So it's a huge, huge week for the Caps starting tonight. But they played good against Florida. They lost in overtime. So they're they're playing pretty decent hockey. I mean, that's a tough – Florida's really good, and that's a tough place to play down there. Yeah, speaking of Detroit, Patrick Kane got the game winner in overtime against his old team, the Blackhawks. Yeah, yesterday. what was pretty cool was – they were retiring Chelios's jersey in Chicago, in Chicago, and he played for Detroit too. That's why they retired it. You know, Gretzky, everybody who is somebody was there, and then Kane, being a Chicago guy, Bob, he gets the game winner in overtime, and then because he, I, I, he's a real cocky guy, so he's out on the ice and twenty-one thousand fans. They're giving him a standing ovation that they beat the Blackhawks. <laughs> Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. It's the whip around here on this Monday. This day in sports history. Well, this one kind of took two days. We're going back to 1989. It started on the 25th of February, rolled into the 26th. But Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys from Bum Bright. And then fired And then Landry. fired Tom Landry. Yeah. And I think Tech Schramm got the old audios, too. Yeah, did Gil, too? I, I think he, he cleaned house. Yeah, I think and then, right. I mean, it was a flurry. I mean, for our younger listeners there, Tom Landry was the only coach in Cowboys history yeah. up to that point since their inception going back to 1960. And they were sucking, let's be honest. And the game had probably passed him by. By the way, as an aside, Tom Landry turns 100 this year if he was still with us. But anyway, so Jimmy Johnson came in after a brutal 89. They got better in 90. Yeah. 
And then 91, made the playoffs. And then 92, won the Super Bowl and would start a run where they won three out of four. But as Cowboy fans are quick to point out, they haven't won one since, coming up on almost 30 years now. And it just seemed like not that long ago. No, like yesterday. Yeah. That sort of thing. Crazy. But Jerry Jones, now 82 years old, still rocking and rolling. In He'll Big be at Day. the Combine. Bob. This uh, day in Maryland history, let's go back to 1975, February 26th. Cole Fieldhouse, second-ranked Maryland, beat number 11 Clemson, 70-64. to Brad Davis, freshman, had 20. Owen Brown, rest in peace, at 18-12. and 12. Tom Roy, he had 12 boards as well. 1983 at Cole Fieldhouse, Maryland beat Wake Forest, 83-75. Ben Coleman, who started at Minnesota, by the way. 24 and 13. Adrian Branch at 18. Jeff Back in 17. And a freshman forward from uh, Landover. Len Bias had 13 points on this night. 1984, 40 years ago against 15th ranked weight at Cole. Uh, ben Coleman again, 26. Adrian Branch, 17. Atkins and Bias both had 16 each as Maryland was getting hot at the right time heading into the ACC tournament. And on this day in 2024, 24 years ago, oh my God. 19th ranked Maryland beat North Carolina 81-73. Juan Dixon 23. Terrence Moore 16 points, nine boards. Steve Blake had 10 points and five assists. That all happened on this date, February 26th, and various different years. It's Vinny and Haney 105.7. The fan will come back. It's Evil John Harbaugh. We have John Harbaugh here, kind of, sort of, played by Vinny Serrato. But if you want to interview Vinny, ask questions about the team, the championship loss to Kansas City, if you want to revisit that, I'm guessing in real life they might not want to tomorrow, but you never know. But talk about what's happening at the Combine this week. We are here for you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. When the fan. Vinny and Hades. Vinny and Hades. Evil Twins. Evil. Delve into the dark side of sports on 1057. The Fan. Tomorrow, Indianapolis NFL Combine 2024. Eric DaCosta, Ravens GM, and John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, going to meet with the media. First time in pretty much a month that they have spoken to the masses, talk about the combine, and maybe some other subjects. Time for Evil John Harbaugh. We did Eric DaCosta last hour, played by Vinny Serrato. It is going to be an Emmy-winning performance, I am sure. If you want to get in, you can at 410-583-1057. Before we get to the masses with the media, let's bring in our uh, a credentialed, accepted media member, Nolan McGraw. Nolan, here's the microphone. Thank you. Uh First question here for John. You've had a lot of changes to your coaching staff this year, but one that we haven't really had a chance to talk to you about is uh, Keith Williams heading to New Orleans. Uh, was that unexpected for you, his loss, his departure, and uh, any plans on how you'll replace him? Yeah, Keith was Keith was a really 
beneficial part of the staff teaching not only the receivers but the tight ends and the running backs also. So, yeah, he'll be missed. He, it's hard to get a replacement for that type of guy because he had a special set of skills, kind of like Chuck Smith, where they were like gurus in the offseason. And you know they just don't come around that often, guys that fit that well. So, Keith, you know, congratulations to him. He gets to coach his own group, and he deserves it. He gets along great with, with the players and stuff. He had a great rapport with all the players. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be missed by, by the group. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Let's hand the microphone to the listeners. We will hand it over first to Matt in Maine. Matt, thanks for holding. What is your question for evil John Harbaugh? Good morning, gentlemen, and uh, good morning, uh, evil John Harbaugh. Yes, good morning. Uh, good morning. So my question is this. Uh, in the past 10 seasons in the NFL, there have been two head coaches fortunate enough to coach a two-time MVP under center over a six-year period. One of those tandems has five AFC championship appearances, three Super Bowl titles, and four Super Bowl appearances. The other tandem, and we certainly know who that tandem is, has two total playoff wins and was recently embarrassed at home. At what point do you or can you or will you begin to assume some of the responsibility for the failures, and can you acknowledge that your run with Lamar has essentially been a failure because we don't compare you to the other 25 or 26 head coaches in the league. We compare you to the top three or four or five teams in the league, and you are the only other head coach that's had a two-time MVP under center over a six-year period, and you have two playoff wins to show for it. What can you tell me today to make the fan base feel like anything's going to look different in the future? Thanks, guys. Thank you, Matt. Take yeah. that microphone All right, from. Matt. Um, <laughs> you know, we Lamar, he's only getting better. And we expect him, you know, to have a great run here. We expect to have a great run. Um, we're going to keep building, keep working. And um, we got to the AFC Championship this game. We just got to get over the hump to get to that Super Bowl. Uh, were we disappointed we didn't get there? Absolutely, because we felt like we were the best team. Did we play like the best team? No. Did we coach like the best team? No. But we did feel like we had the best team going into that Kansas City game. And you got to give them credit. You got to give Andy Reid credit. Give Patrick Mahomes credit. Because they end, they did end up winning the Super Bowl. But we're working to become that. To follow up. Failure. The tenure was brought up by uh, Matt, our previous uh, media member. Failure is that even close to being a fair assessment of you and Lamar during your uh, run here of the last six years? I would I wouldn't say failure. I would say it's a work in progress. I would say we're building. We're, we're getting better, you know, together. And I think Lamar. Look at what Lamar's done. Because why? Because he stayed healthy. Also, so I expect to have many opportunities with Lamar to make long runs. Let's get back to the phones, and we're handing the mic to Mark and Bel Air. Mike, Mark's rather, sorry about that. Your question for okay. evil John Harbaugh. 
Evo John, with the exodus of coaches, the amount of free agents that you have to sign, and the amount of holes that you got to fill both offensively and defensively, do you see this as a rebuilding year? And how much of a setback would this be? No, I don't. I don't think it's a rebuilding year at all. I mean, we were the best team last year going into the playoff. This past year going into the playoffs and losing the coaches, um, I. That I I don't think it'll hurt. I think it's you know I I think what it what it does is it gives these other guys opportunities. We have a lot of good leadership on our football team, and that will continue. And the coaches that we've hired thus far, I like them. I like them a lot. And their expectations, they know what the expectations are to be a Baltimore Raven assistant coach. Because the thing that comes with it is is. When you become a Baltimore Ravens assistant coach, because you have good teams, you get opportunities. And opportunities that all these guys have had are because we have a good organization, a great ownership, and a good football team. All right, next question comes from Tim in Falston. Tim, your question for Evil John Harbaugh. Thank you, Evil John Harbaugh. Here's my question. I would say Coach Harbaugh, it's been said that in the second half, Kansas City put eight in a box and take the run away and make you throw the ball, take you out of your game. At what point do you say, okay, we're going to take your eight in the box, we're going to take our offensive line, we're going to take our three running backs, we're going to rotate our tackles, we're going to take our tight ends, and we're going to run the ball down your throats anyway and stop us that way and, and stay with our game plan and see if you can stop our guys and, 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 and we're going to put our power against your power and stay with what we do best. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Uh, The thing about it uh, is that 28 of the 59 snaps that we had in that game were um, two-minute or third and long. So those pretty much are all passing-type situations. And then we had a lot of run-pass options, and um, they just turned into be passes. So we tried to come out, start the second half, and we got stuffed the two times. Then we're in third and long again, and then we just start throwing it. Then, then they had that long drive, and then we kind of in uh, two-minute mode the rest of the way. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Let's get Nolan McGraw back on here with a probing question for John Harbaugh. Yeah, we'll go back to the, uh, the coaching staff here. Uh, you're able to keep Todd Munkin around for another year, some continuity for you. Uh, what sort of growth are you looking to see from him and his scheme in year two? I think that the for the players year two taking that next step, and you know we'll have it's going to be a different football team. You know we may have to look using more two tight ends and stuff, but we still like our group of receivers. I just think that with second year of Todd, everybody comes in knowing the offense, and I think we're just going to take that next step to keep getting better and better. Do we need to, you know, we'll go back and evaluate what we did, what we can improve on, but then we got to look at who's there and take advantage of the players that we have on the field and how do we get them better and how do we how do we incorporate them 
to make our offense that much better. And to that point, then I was going to ask this question, the evil John Harbaugh, the two tight ends, Isaiah likely had a brilliant run. Yeah. After Mark Andrews went out, how can they coexist and be effective in 2024 here as others like the Zay Flowers and the Rashad Batemans are still going to look for their fair share of targets in this yeah. upcoming season? We've got to We've got to put our best players on the field. And if that's with two tight ends, then that, that's what we got to do. But Isaiah likely came on and had a phenomenal, phenomenal second half of the season. And Mark Andrews, we know the things that he can do. And if those two are our best players on the field, a lot of the times, we got to find ways to get them the ball. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, take a trip through the fun house with Nolan McGraw. News from the Nets coming up at the top of the hour. Let's count that Monday money, hopefully, buy or sell around 12.15. Jeff Ehrman, InsideMDSports.com. Talk about Maryland's win yesterday. What does all of it mean? Probably nothing, maybe. But they have to close out strong. Three games left to get a scouting report on Derek Queen, who committed to Maryland last week. Kyle Phoenix, Baltimore Beatdown, BaltimoreRavids.com. We'll have some NFL lunch with us coming up at 1 o'clock. And then Joe Daneman, Fox 19 in Cincinnati. Talk about the Bengals offseason, which has started, it looks like, with T. Higgins getting the franchise tag. Words sucks. They don't. Five seven the fan. Vinny and Haiti, one five seven the fan. Here it is Monday. Patting everybody. Combine starts this week. John Harbaugh, Eric Costa, me with the media tomorrow. Orioles take it on the Braves and the Rays today. Two good teams expected to be anyway here in 2024, like the Orioles. Birds win yesterday to zip over the Pirates. You want to get in and talk about the Orioles? You can do so at four ten. 583-1057. We'll give you the lineups for both games in the 12 o'clock hour. We got Joe Daneman at 130 talking about the Bengals from Fox 19. Every team in the AFC North finished with a winning record, including Cincinnati. They were expected to win the division before the season. Then injuries became a reality, and in particular to their quarterback, who was lost for the season on that Thursday night here in Baltimore against the Ravens, talking about Joe Burrow, of course. And then Kyle Phoenix at 1 o'clock joins us for a little NFL lunch as we talk Ravens with him. But let's bring in Nolan McGraw. Nolan, what is happening here? Doing pretty good. Yeah, really excited to hear Joe's thoughts here because, you know, obviously Higgins gets the tag, but Jamar Chase is eligible to get an extension here. How do they navigate that? How do they juggle those two guys? Outside looking in, it just seems like they try to get something done with Chase He's the clear-cut top guy. You let Higgins play on the one-year franchise tag. Not ideal for the cap this year, but they're looking to compete. And I don't think Higgins is there long-term after this year because they're going to lock down Chase. Chase wants a lot of money. I I, I think that it's going to be a, a while before his deal gets done. He's going to want to wait to see... He's going to let all these other guys sign first, then he's going to want to be number numero uno. Right. Justin Jefferson also now working with the He's waiting on Jefferson. Yeah. Seems like they're both waiting Weren't on each teammates? other. Weren't they teammates? Yes, they were. Yeah. So, yeah, he's waiting on Jefferson to get his deal done. Then he'll be ready to sign after that, but he wants more than Jefferson. And we look at T. Higgins as a guy in, you know, salary cap, Finney. It's all against the cap. One, It's a one big hit. Yep. But it also could lead to hurt feelings and maybe a little disgruntled uh, 
not saying he'll be that guy, by the way, but, you know, sometimes guys do not uh, react well to being franchise tagged. even leads to some holdouts. Yeah, uh, that, that's the thing is, is, you know, he doesn't have, well, once he signs the tag, we'll, we'll see how pissed he is. If he signs the tag right away, then, you know, he's fine, and then he's got to be at all the stuff. But if he doesn't sign, then he's doesn't have a signed contract, and he can't be at the offseason stuff. So we'll see what he wants to do. But, I mean, Bob, I mean, if I'm getting one year, what'd you say it was, $22.7 million? No, that was about a BK. I think uh, 14 and a half, does that sound about right for wide receivers? No, 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 it's in the 20s. Oh, it, oh no, no, there. no, that yeah. was um, fifth-year option. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's twenty two like, million. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, he's the franchise tag for receivers. I, I think it's like twenty two seven, isn't it, Norm? Uh, last year was nineteen point seven. This yeah. year it's twenty one point eight one six a lot of money. All right. So yeah, it's so twenty two I mean, mil. Bob, I mean, he was on his rookie deal. So now he's gonna be making uh basically twenty two million dollars. I mean, I ain't because I mean his average per year, that's probably what he want. That's probably what he would be getting average per year if he did a long-term deal. The only thing he doesn't have is security because he doesn't have a long-term deal. That's the only thing that sucks is you'd like that long-term. You know, you'd like, uh, what, five for 110 and 70 guaranteed, something like that. All he's got guaranteed right now is basically the 22 mil. It's video at Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Let's go to that fun house, Nolan, real quick. Quick draws, funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. A couple more questions here for Evil Harbs. We'll extend it into the funhouse. This texter says uh, the cornerback depth seems to be a little lacking at this point. Do you see a scenario where Kyle Hamilton could play more of a slot corner role moving forward? We used him some of that this past year in certain certain situations, put him in the slot to cover. But we like to let the players do what they do best to take advantage of the things that they do best. Kyle Hamilton will line up in a lot of different positions next year, too. And another question here for Evil Harbaugh, texter asking, you got a lot of great production out of Clowney and Van Noy last year. How important will it be to keep at least one of them in free agency this year to keep your pass rush unit afloat? Yeah, they're free agents. I'd love to have them both back. They both played great for us. Um, Eric is working on all those things. Uh, Another one here, uh, I guess in response to Matt's question earlier says, if people are going to use Lamar's success against Harbaugh, should also point out that Lamar did finish two of the last three seasons injured. Uh, it's been a six-year span, sure, but Lamar has only been healthy for four of them. When Lamar stays healthy, and, and when you look at Lamar, look at the progress and look at the development that Lamar has had as he's gotten older. Look at the fundamental footwork and stuff that he's had and then another year in Todd's offense where he'll get much more comfortable because he's running the offense pretty much from the line of scrimmage so he'll get much more comfortable and better in those situations too and how about one more here on the whole court storming incident texter says the only thing I wish happened differently 
uh, was that Coach K was still coaching Duke, so we could hear him whine and complain endlessly about it. Well, he would have had every right to do so, defending no his player. I mean, what was he expected to say? I mean, Shire was up there complaining about it. I'm sure Jay Billis is complaining about it, not hearing what he had to say on one of the 70,000 ESPN shows I'm sure he's going to be on today. What would you expect him to do? Right. I guess say, I work cool with this. Point. I hope my best player, no. hope, he has, hope, hope he tore his knee up in that whole melee. It, it's always Duke, though, in these situations. I mean, Vinny, you mentioned it earlier when we were talking about it. This happened to Caitlin Clark yep. earlier this year, and sure, that got talked about on ESPN for a day or two. And then people forget and they move on. Is this going to be the same thing? Or because it's Duke, we got to keep talking about it. I think it depends on how much time he misses. Oh, yeah. If he misses time, then it'll be sprained ankles, what they're saying here. And then it'll be if there's a fine or something. Because the SEC fines you for storming the court. But they don't find the fans, they find the school. school. 100 grand, I believe. I think it was LSU last week. But. Rules get changed when stars get hurt. Tom Brady, no going beneath the knees anymore when yeah. Bernard Pollard got him, when Bernard played for Kansas City. Buster Posey got his leg broken blocking the plate. Now he can't block the plate anymore. So rules will get changed. Maybe this will be the impetus for them yeah. changing. I think, sometimes. Norm, the reason the Caitlin Clark one went away so bad, because that was an ugly. I mean, she took a total dive. I mean, right. it, yeah, she it didn't even like, get hit. It looked like she initiated yeah. the contact. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. We'll come back. You want to join us? News from the Nest. Feel free to do so at 410 583 1057. We're going to count some money, hopefully at 1215 with buy or sell. And we'll talk Terps with Jeff Ehrman from Inside MD Sports at 12th. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.